The one thing that is undeniably universal is that death is inevitable. The death of a loved one is unsettling, regardless of the situation, and as such, those at the end of the process serve an invaluable role. Our friend Randy with Stokes, Proc, and Munt and the Cremation Society is here to tell us how funeral directors are here to provide much-needed assistance. Our main job is to educate, to comfort, to give them order, and to help them consider celebrating the life of the person that they lost, which is very therapeutic for them in the long run. Randy and the folks at Stokes, Proc, and Munt, along with the Cremation Society, are available to answer any of your questions, including pre-planning your arrangements. Check them out online and on social media. Hey everyone, this is Sydney and I'm at Ifs and Butts Candy with Greg. How's it going? Good, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm really excited to try some of your um, sodas in here. Um, how long have you guys had this candy shop? Uh, it's been just a year now. Uh, made it through our first year of business and we're really looking forward to year two. I bet, especially with springtime coming and the farmer's market over there. I bet it getting a lot of more traffic in here, too. Yeah, you know, uh, summers here uh, in downtown Eau Claire are great. Lots of activities and lots of fun stuff going on. We're really looking forward to the farmer's market and concerts in the park and, and just people coming out to enjoy the beautiful downtown and go on the river walks and participate in some of the events that are sponsored. So really looking forward to the upcoming season. Oh yeah, yesterday was so beautiful outside. It was hard to not be outside walking around and especially downtown here is just super fun. Um, so now that you're in the candy business and everything, what would you say that some of your favorite like flavors and like candies that you have here in the stop in the store? Yeah, you know, I'm a huge fan of chocolate. That's always been ever since I was a kid. I just love chocolate, dark chocolate, uh, milk chocolate, white chocolate. I just love it all. I always tell people there's no such thing as bad chocolate, just misunderstood chocolate. And, uh, you know, and so um, I've really enjoyed getting into this business and, and um, trying out some different chocolates that I had never tried before. Uh, especially we try to bring in a lot of candy from different parts of the world, uh, Europe and Australia and Asia and uh, different markets, South America. And so it's been really interesting to try some of uh, the candy and chocolates that, that they have that are just everyday normal products for them that are really kind of unique and exotic for us. And so um, some great chocolates from Ireland and Scotland and and uh, Japan and, and places like that. And so it's been really fun. Awesome. I know you were touching a little bit on the pop shop um, sodas in the uh, fridge over there and they're from Canada. There's like a long story with that. Yeah, you know, Pop Shop is a, a great comeback story um, it, and it has ties to the Eau Claire area because if anybody, I'm, I'm an Eau Claire kid and uh, born and raised here. And so I can remember going to the Pop Shop shop up on Birch Street uh, back in the early 80s. And it was um, a shop that that's all they sold. They had about 30, 40 different flavors of soda that were all uh, Canadian made. 
and they they had them where you would get individual bottles returnable bottles and you would mix and match up your own case with all these different flavors and so you got this huge assortment of different sodas they were all really good um and it was one of those where uh they they had really grown across canada and they were available in a few states just a handful of states in the u.s uh wisconsin being one of them and Eau Claire was lucky enough to have one of those shops and unfortunately in uh, early 80s they ran into some financial difficulties as companies sometimes have happened and uh, Pop Shop disappeared from the marketplace and it was in 2004 that the brand was relaunched and um, not as available in standalone stores anymore but available through distribution and uh, started making its way back across Canada. And finally, this past year, uh, Pop Shop, about 10 flavors, became available to import into the US again. And so we were really excited to be able to bring that back to Eau Claire and um, let some people my age uh, kind of relive those memories of their childhood with the, the flavors of Pop Shop and, and uh, give this the next generation a, a chance to kind of fall in love with that brand like we did when we were kids. And so, um, you know, it's still a Canadian-made soda. Um, I All the flavors that we have, I remember trying when I was a kid. They all taste just the same. Um, they really did a good job of bringing it back. Awesome. Definite nostalgia. And I see that you guys also have your own line of chocolate as well. We are, yeah, that's something that we're really excited about. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're just kind of getting going on uh, making some of our own items and and, uh, chocolate being a a big one of those where we're starting to work on uh, some chocolate dip things and our nut clusters and and things like that. And so um, we've had chocolates available um, for most of the year uh mm-hmm. we we started doing the the fine chocolates that we have available the truffles and 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 turtles and things like that in may and we were bringing those in from a, a great company over in apple valley minnesota and we still do get uh chocolates from them as well and they're fantastic but we are excited that we're starting to work on the process of being able to make some of those items ourselves and and have yeah. them here in store and a local made item and we know that people like that and so we're we're looking at expanding on that in this next year definitely i think that eau claire has that local touch and having that own line of chocolate is very beneficial for you guys too um and so you've also had some other fun guests on this podcast and so what are the fun memorable things that you guys used to do oh you know uh it's been a really great time doing this podcast over the past She's, I think, like six months now. We've been doing this every other week, and uh, we've just had some great guests on from from some different local organizations. We started out with Tandem uh, Mentorship Program, and they were so, a lot of fun to have on and, and be our first initial guests. And, uh, you know, had some great organizations like Big Brothers and Big Sisters and uh, the 4-H Club from Pleasant Hill Go-Getters 4-H here in Eau Claire, uh, we've had the, the Youth uh, Symphony join us for a program, uh, Helping Hands, just, you know, um, United Way, uh, just some really great local organizations that really work to make the lives of the kids in our community better. And, uh, you know, that's something that we're just um, so thrilled to be able to shine a spotlight on those groups. 
and get their message out there and, and make sure that people understand what it is that they need, what it is that they do. Uh, people that you know can can benefit from the work that they do, how to get in touch with them, and things like that. And so, um, you know, just a lot of fun. And then they brought kids along with them that have been in the store. And so, you know, it's the kid in a candy store, you know. And so mm -hmm. that's what we really like is uh, get kids in here and, and let them run around and be crazy and look at all the stuff and try a bunch of candy and mm -hmm. just have a lot of fun with it. And so um, it's just been a, a wonderful experience doing this podcast. That's awesome. Honestly, I think that everyone can relate to being that kid in the candy store, walking past, seeing all the fun things in the store and everything. So kids and organizations and everything like that, what made you decide to go that route and give back to all these organizations and help out with them and just be a part of that? Well, I mean, especially growing up in Eau Claire, um, Eau Claire has always been a, a really great place to raise a family and part of that is that there are these groups that really uh, focus so much on making sure that kids and families have what they need to alleviate some of the worries you know the the everyday worries if you're you're coming up a little bit short you don't have um, you know, maybe you're a little bit insecure with, with food or clothing or uh, back to school can be a really tough time. All these really big expenses that can kind of creep up on you. And I, I have kids, so I know how that goes. And, um, you know, and it, it can be tough to be a kid when you're in that position where, you know, maybe your family doesn't have all the things that they need and, and kids can feel really helpless in those situations. There's not a lot that they can do. Um, they're in that situation through no fault or action of their own, um, you know, and there's not a lot that they can do to, to really help their family get through that. And so, you know, to have these great organizations um, that really work with the families and work with the kids to make sure you know the boys and girls club was a guest as well make sure that they have a place to go make sure that they have activities to work on make sure that they have the things that they need and and you know so that they can um just really concentrate on being a kid and mm -hmm. having fun because you know that's that's what it's about no claire has always been one of those cities it has a great history in, in arts and music and, uh, but I think people sometimes forget that they have, uh, Eau Claire has this fantastic history of philanthropy and uh, people who give back and help make Eau Claire the great community that we all know it is and make it a great place to live, a great place to raise a family. For sure. I definitely have seen that a lot um, around the community and just by going to the farmer's market, that's one of my favorite things to do now that it's getting warmer. I mean, not right now, obviously, because it's still kind of chilly outside, but um, the kids, obviously, do you see, like, some of their favorite candies or, like, flavors, do you think? Yeah, you know, uh, we've talked about that a little bit on the podcast before, and that's, you know, I have kids, so it wasn't, it didn't come as a real shock to me, this, but, um, you know, candy is such a generational thing, and we get people in here uh, all spectrums of of age ranges from For the sure. littlest kids I, you know I, I had a uh, people bringing around a 
uh, carrier, you know, or the strollers mm-hmm. in here with kids that are really just a month old, mm-hmm. two months old, all the way up to, you know, some some of our more senior uh, members of the Eau Claire community coming in here that are, you know, well into their 80s and 90s. And they all gravitate towards that candy that they knew from when they were a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and so... Um, and I'm the same way. I go for the, the classic 80s candies like Pop Rocks and <laughs> Big League Chew and, and uh, you know, the things I, some of the penny candies that I remember from a kid going into stores and buying. Um, kids these days, um, their go-to candies are really the, there's extreme candies and, and, it's the super, super sour candies, yep. uh, the really, really hot candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have, um, we've, we've carried candy in the past that is infused with uh, like peppers that are so hot. You <laughs> I know? think I've heard of those yeah, ones actually, and yes. I mean, they are like a thousand times hotter than a jalapeno. And we got suckers that have real bugs, real ants, real crickets, real scorpions, um, things of that nature where it's, you know, and that's what kids are going for is the extreme. It's a little gross, a little mm-hmm. sour, you know, and it's it's different than how it was when I was a kid. I'm sure it's different from how a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. from other generations think of candy. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's you know, this generation's signature. And mm-hmm. part of it is a, a real um, fueling that comes from... Uh, social media mm-hmm. you know we see these tiktok challenges and and things of that nature and people posting like oh i got this really really sour candy and i, I or this yep. really really hot sucker and i try it while i'm filming myself and i post my reaction on social media and kids are really in tune with that a lot more mm-hmm. than like people my age mm-hmm. you know and so that's that's part of it that's what's driving that that candy market is um this idea that I'm sorry, did you pause it? All right, back at it again. Um, so I definitely connect with you saying how kids are constantly looking at these TikToks and trying all these different candies, very extreme to say the least, um, about their reactions and filming that. And I definitely think that has um, influenced what you have in the store just to have like everything like the range and the spectrum because when I was a kid my parents like have that 80s nostalgia with the candy and so like the pop rocks that you were talking about as well um what are your thoughts on black licorice you know I it's <laughs> something I it, it's not for everybody but we do have a, a a good customer base that really appreciates a nice black licorice and I've turned into one of those people those were you know probably not a lot different from other kids if if there was black licorice jelly beans in the Easter basket they got left for the very end they were the last thing to get eaten and uh you know black licorice was just never uh, a candy that I would seek out or choose that flavor um that is something that has changed as my taste buds have changed over the years and and starting this store I I we bring in some really nice black licorices. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they, we have black licorices that are from the UK. We have black licorices from Finland and Holland. We have black licorices from Australia, Italy. Um, so we, you know, and 
trying it again, I found that I really, really have a taste for it and, and actually enjoy black licorice. So that's one of those things I would encourage people, if you hadn't, if you didn't like black licorice when you were younger, and now you're a little more mature like I am, mm-hmm. perhaps your tastes have sophisticated, and <laughs> yep. you, you <laughs> might find that you enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. I definitely have never really tried it now that I am older, and so that's something that I definitely need to get into as well. Um, and I'm really hoping that the weather, it's supposed to be in the 30s next week, so I'm, I'm hoping that people are out more, and I am about like farmer's market opening up soon and um well that's all i have today any last remarks (laughs) just uh want to you know thank everybody for listening and we've really enjoyed doing this podcast this is our our final podcast episode for what we're going to call season one and uh we're looking forward to picking this back up uh in the future and you know a couple couple months down the road and and starting a new season season two if you will of of more podcasts with uh more candy we're just looking at adding in and and continuing on with what we've been doing with the store and and really focusing on making some some more products here in store and really highlighting those going forward and bringing in more guests and and talking more about what it is that makes eau claire a great place to live and so uh, we really hope that everybody has enjoyed what we have done so far and we're really looking forward to year two